0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the fantasy football episode of the Pick and Play Show, where Leo and myself, we're going to be breaking down players we think we're going to stay away from, people to pick up, uh, general themes, and we're going to go division by division, uh, conference AFC to conference NFC. Let's break it down.
1: Yeah, I'm shaking the drop. I'm still up on top. I've been at the Devil my eye can't pay me to stop, my God at the top.
0: Okay, Leo, it is draft season, everyone has their drafts, there are going to be some later today, I'm sure, we're recording here on a Sunday, I'm sure there's going to be some um, as we go through the week, uh, and then there is no football the following week, and we get started, there's only two big injuries, I'll just touch on them, and then we'll dive into them when we get into the divisions. Two big injuries so far, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Travis NTN both out for the year on IR with leg injuries. Those were two promising running backs this year. Uh, besides from that, we have no long-term IR, and let's break down the AFC. Starting in the East, Leo, what do you like about this division? Who are your sleepers? What are you looking at?
1: I mean, when you go to the AFC East, I mean, I, I think that the, the crown jewel of the division has to be Josh Allen, right? If you, if you can get Josh Allen yep. on your team, I'm pretty sure he was the number one scorer in fantasy last year in all formats. If he wasn't number one, then he was top three. He, he's got to be the crown jewel. Uh, him and Diggs, I think Diggs is probably going to be that receiver that you can get in the, the fourth or fifth round of your draft and might end up winning you the league because Diggs was a big-time player last year. And I expect it to be much of the same this year. Uh, other than that, though, the division gets really shaky once you go to the rest of the division. <laughs> what, what, what do you think outside of Diggs and, and Allen? Because those are obvious go tos. Uh,
0: really, I'm focusing on. I think that New England's going to be a sleepy team, and I'm actually starting to work out that New England could oh, win this division. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm actually kind of coming around. I really am liking what New England's defense is going to be able to do this year. So uh, I got kind of an off-the-wall sleeper pick. New England's defense this year I think is going to be much improved. They don't have um, a really, really tough schedule. They have some ability to uh, get away with playing just, uh, you know, a good solid fundamental football. I don't know if they'll get uh, a whole lot of turnovers, but I think they're going to keep teams and under points. So if you're in a defensive league that allows you to, uh, you know, get, get more points. If you hold the other teams, uh, not the shutouts, but like sub 10, I would take a look at them. Uh, I think that Zach Wilson's going to throw for a lot of yards. I think they're going to keep him upright and the offensive philosophy is going to be sound. Um, So who's the
1: receiver that you would want in New York, then, if you think that he's going to throw for a lot of yards?
0: I think uh, in New York, geez, you know. uh, They
1: got Corey Davis, they got Elijah Moore, and beyond that
0: well they have jameson crowder still right so they have a and they have denzel mims from last year and then they got the guy that uh, yeah elijah moore who's injured right now so we don't know when he's going to come in um i do like Corey davis to get a good amount of yards here's my problem with Corey davis if teams decide to kind of shut him down he's not a number one like he's not he's a really good he's a solid number two i i look for them Maybe to either, you know, look for maybe a resurgence of someone like Denzel Mims. I wouldn't have a problem with you taking a flyer on him. He was really rated highly last year. You have the Gase effect, Sam Darnold effect, and now he's getting another shot. We'll see what happens with him. It's not great at a training camp. That always isn't an indicator. Sometimes I look at that. Who's the talent that a team took last year? We all agree it was a bad situation. So how does it end this year? Um, I, I, if I'm in, if I'm in New York right now, I'm kind of looking around at Elijah Moore. I'm not Elijah Moore. Denzel Mims, just just like someone I can take less, or or like someone like Jamison Crowder in a PPR league. Those are the two I'm targeting that are kind of off radar.
1: Okay, and those are two guys that you can probably get from your waiver wire. You know, I don't even think that you need to necessarily spend a draft pick on them. So no, those we are, those can are pick some up nice late. deep sleepers. Yep. What do you think about Miami? Miami is a team that I think is interesting because I, I think going into this season, Miles Gaskin was a guy I was really excited about, but everything yep. coming out of Miami is saying, "Hey, we're going to be a committee. We're going to use all our backs. This and that." And I believe them when they say that because they they used a lot of backs last year. So what do you think about that backfield? Because I think Miles Gaskin should be the number one back there, but it doesn't sound like they're that confident.
0: I think that the entire Miami is a crapshoot here. If you don't feel strongly one way or another, I would just avoid Miami. You know, between Tua Loa, Jacoby Brissett, we, we know Tua, they're saying he's looking better. There's not a whole lot of talk about it. We'll see what happens when he gets in there. We don't have a whole lot to go off of. So from a quarterback perspective, you're going to take a risk if you're going Tua. Um, as far as people backing him up, like you said, Miles Gaskin, but they're talking about it being this committee. So behind him is Malcolm Brown. I I I can like Gaskin but I don't know if that does anything for you. I could see them, you know, filtering through rookies to try to find a spark there. Uh when you get to wide receiver for them, it's almost the same way. You're hopeful on Devontae Parker who uh, should be okay. He does have an undisclosed injury for week one, so it's kind of like I don't know what that's going to do and linger. You have Will Fuller, who for the first year ever wasn't hurt, then got popped for PEDs, no shit. He, isn't spend, he is suspended until week two. They have the young um, the, the, they have the young guy in Jalen Waddle, yep, and they have a couple other people below him, like long stays like Preston William. Uh, I, and even and when you get to the tight end, Mike Giusecki, there's a lot of positions here where you're going to like it, If you don't feel strongly about it, though, honestly, just avoid it. Miami is going to be a very difficult team to figure out for a little while. If Tua doesn't actually turn into much, the wide receivers and the tight ends aren't going to be worth anything. If the passing game goes away and they stack the box, that's going to uh, rip down on Gaskin. If Tua does get it going, we don't even know who's going to connect with the most because Devontae Parker's already dealing with an injury, and Wolf Fuller's probably going to miss time with an injury, and we'll miss time for a suspension. I don't know. I have Miami as a just... Stay away. Stay as far as you can away. I have the whole team in that bucket.
1: I don't know. I think I still might end up taking some gambles on Miles Gaskin where I can because, I mean, if if Tua can't go deep, then he's going to have to throw a lot short, right? Which means Gaskin's a pretty good receiving back. So if I'm playing a PPR format, which the majority of my leads, not all of them, but the majority of my leads are PPR. I feel like I like Gaskin. If they can't go deep, then that means that they got to dump off a lot. So I guess I, it's going to depend on the success of Tua. Uh, I don't really know how to feel about Tua. I don't think I feel anyway. I, I don't feel strongly one way or the other about him. I'm just playing the wait-and-see approach. But I like Gaskin in a PPR format because I think he might be able to catch four or five balls a game, you know, just on some checkdowns, just on some, on some uh, I can't wait on my guys to get open deep. I just got to dump this off.
0: Yeah, and, and that could be definitely the game plan. I'm just so worried about anything they could do. But you're right. Uh, someone who can catch the ball to the backfield as a running back is always going to be a huge asset to an offense, and more importantly, a fantasy team. Um, anything else you're really keying on here in the AFC East? Uh, like We've already covered you've Josh Allen. Big targets like Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Um, that we know about New England here. Uh, i've spoken to i think their defense is going to be very very good i think that team's going to go big tight two tight end sets running back they've already traded away uh sony michelle so harris is going to get a ton of carries so i think that's good and they have james white who's going to catch out of the backfield to your gaskin point And then with the Jets, we've got an offense that's not really going to blow you away, going to be controlled. Uh, I think they're going to be throwing for a lot of yards. I don't know if their defensive back end is going to be able to hold up at all. So uh, bad defense there. Anything that we missed?
1: Yeah, I've got one sleeper, I think, in New England. I really like Jacoby Myers, the receiver over there in New England. I think this is his... So this might be his third year in the league now, and I really like him. He's a six-two guy. He's, he's a little skinny, but if if Mac Jones ends up the starter there, then I expect him to throw the ball a lot more often than if Cam is the starter. And if Mac Jones is the starter, and they're spreading that thing around. I like Jacoby Myers to really surprise people. I think he might end up with, like, 100 targets or something like that because we know that their wide receiver room isn't that strong. It's him. It's Nelson Aguilar. It's uh, Nikhil Harry. It's a bunch of guys, you know. So I think that if they can get that pass game going, the guy that's going to get going is Jacoby Myers. So uh, you could probably get him for free late in your drafts. And if not free, then with your last three or four picks, you know, he's not a guy that's going before the eighth, ninth, tenth round. So I I think that I really like him this season. I liked his potential last season, but the New England offense was just kind of a shit show last season. But I'm back this season. I'm back on the train. I think Jacoby Myers is going to have a big year. Uh, one more stay away from
0: me. He is decent in PPR leagues, but I think that Cole Beasley is going to have a very bad year, especially with the COVID protocols, a good miss time. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is there, which is going to eat up dramatically into his snaps as well. So I know it's late kind of fringe stuff, but Emmanuel Sanders could be a pick in PPR leagues where he goes five catches a week for 50 yards. Sometimes he adds a touchdown. So a pretty, a pretty constant 10 points you could get out of him. Uh, let's slide down to the division. Uh, we talked about J.K. Dobbins. Let's break into the AFC North. Um, let me let me just start Talk this it. off. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the, the injury hurts right. It's a big deal. Um, the The only good news is this: the Ravens' defense is ferocious and healthy um i i did a ranking when he got heard about how many players down on the list is jk dobbins to uh the importance of the team's success uh, i i got about 14 players down um before jk dobbins came up so he's not an integral part to the wins and losses of this team he is a dynamic threat no doubt and a hell of a player now we only saw him for last year but uh and he was expected to make a big breakout year as a fantasy option that sucks but let's talk about what's behind him uh the ravens have a player gus edwards gus the bus edwards who has who has just been constant 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 throughout the years um they just signed him to an extension so this is someone they have full confidence in that can go ahead and pick that ball up and go with it uh they do have some players behind him um the the ones that I'm looking at, Tyson Williams is a is a, a currently third on the depth chart behind uh, Justice Hill, who's more of a um, who's more of a special team player. Do not what draft do you know about guys. that guy? Just the,
1: wait. the second string guy. Because I've seen his name today pop up. Obviously, once J.K. goes down, everyone starts Justice chattering Hill? about. No, no, no. I know Justice Hill. Who'd you say okay, the second okay. string was?
0: Uh, Tyson Williams.
1: Yeah. Well, what's up with him?
0: very just a low runner um low center of gravity comes out of BYU uh this is first season so he's a rookie i wouldn't expect much out of this guy uh he does seem to know his blocking which everyone knows if they listen to this if they're running back can't block they're not going to be much help to the team so i think that Tyson uh, Tyson Williams someone you can keep your eye on but i wouldn't like i just i just keep your eye on i think Gus you should you should draft a little higher Understand the Ravens were going to go into this year trying to throw the ball more. That's what they were going to go into doing. I really think they're going to still set out to do that. They, they, they all their wide receivers are healthy except Bateman. Uh, everyone who's questionable, they're just kind of just holding them out through precautionary. Everyone should start. So, uh, you know, from a basically Gus is what
1: we need in this backfield.
0: Gus is what you need, and we'll be fine with him. Uh, They still have Mark Andrews, Patrick Ricard, who Patrick Ricard could take some extra catches, but he's uh, extra uh, rushes, but he's a fullback. Mark Andrews uh, is a blocking and a receiving tight end. This team is very dynamic. Honestly, it's a big loss from a fantasy perspective. It's not really a loss on the football field.
1: Right, and so um, for anyone who's already drafted, you probably pick J.K. in the first two or three rounds. So you, you got your stomach's got to hurt when you see that he tears his ACL. If you got yeah. him in a dynasty format, your stomach probably it hurts a little less because he'll be back next year. You'll be fine. But in any redraft format, you're sick to your stomach uh, that J.K. Yeah. is out for the year. You got to draft Gus Edwards a little earlier. But what do you think about the Ravens' pass catchers? We know about Mark Andrews. Is he going to be the only fantasy relevant option in the past game do we i have to look at marquise brown or do, what are we looking at here
0: i would look at if you're if you're not in a ppr league So if you're not in a PPR league, do not draft the Ravens wide receivers. If you're in a PPR league, I think players like Hollywood Brown and uh, Sammy Watkins add value because I think they're going to get a lot of volume. I don't expect them to have a whole lot of volume and yardage, which is the way the offense works. Um, Even, you know, even when Lamar led the entire NFL in passing touchdowns, like that it was a thing uh the plays weren't like oh the guy a 100 passes there were a lot of big plays that opened up because the running game is so dynamic and it'll stay dynamic so I, I if you're not in a ppr league i would let other people draft them and go get other targets if you are in a ppr league i think you should move up hollywood brown and sammy Watkins. i think they're both going to have a bigger role uh than people anticipate when bateman comes in let people flock to bateman um, and then just kind of let him go. He's still a rookie. There's still a lot. He has not had really any time to work with Lamar, so there is no such thing as uh, him having chemistry right now. So uh, I would take a step back from the wide receiving room, as is tradition with the Ravens, and don't fall into the hype until you see it. Okay. If you miss that train, if you miss that train, it's not going to kill you.
1: Right. I can't say that there's any receivers on the Ravens that I, I'm dying to pick. But I always keep my eye over there. I, I was keeping my eye on Tylen Wallace for a little bit, but it doesn't seem like he's done much of anything in camp. So that's why I had to ask.
0: There's people that are excited about ProSize and um, DuVernay, but the problem is your top three are going to be Bateman, Hollywood, and Sammy Watkins. So you're talking about trying to bank on, like, a fourth guy? Just uh, in the Ravens passing offense, like – Yikes, uh, no. I, yeah, that's that's another thing. Right, I think the whole wide receiver room is a stay away. There are other teams in this division that do not have stay away offenses like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Um, and we'll hop over to them here. Pittsburgh and Cleveland – both have two wide receivers I would draft, and Cleveland's got two running backs I would draft, and Pittsburgh's got Najee Harris, uh, who I'm excited about. The Pittsburgh offensive line is, a, is, is I believe, going to be abysmal, and that's going to hurt them dramatically, but defense is great, so running the ball and controlling it makes sense. Um, out of that wide receiver room in Pittsburgh, Leo, who do you like the most?
1: I think that really depends on what kind of format you're playing. If you're playing a standard league then i like claypool the most out of this group just because he doesn't get as much of the volume but he gets the touchdowns he gets the big plays and in standard those are the kind of guys you're looking for you're looking for the guys that are getting in the end zone right if you're playing in a ppr format though deontay johnson is one of my like my gems i love deontay johnson he was one of the leaders last year in targets Big Ben loves him, especially when Ben can't go deep. Deontay, his route running, he gets so much separation underneath that his his underneath game is critical to the Pittsburgh offense, and so they feed him targets. And in PPR, you want the guy that's getting fed targets. You want the guy that can get as many touches on that ball as possible. So Deontay is my personal favorite receiver on that team, but who the better fantasy option is really depends on if you're playing a PPR league or if you're playing standard.
0: Um, I have, honestly, that that's exactly how I feel about Pittsburgh. Cleveland, I think you know the four players in Cleveland. Uh, I think that Kareem, I here's the truth, exactly how Cleveland's offense was last year, I think you're going to see similar numbers.
1: Um, Let I, me ask you, you this about Cleveland. Yeah. Last year, Kareem Hunt was a top 10 fantasy running back, despite being the number two on the team. Do you think that's sustainable? Can he be yeah. a top 10 back again this year? 100%.
0: That team is really balanced between Hunt and Chubb. I like everything that they have going on. Uh, I, I I'm I really like. I I can't stress this enough. I think Cleveland is not going to see any type of. Um, step back from last year offensively I, I i do have odell as a stay away. i'm just going to avoid him altogether i love landry in ppr leagues landry also can throw passes for touchdowns so every once in a while he can surprise you in that regard uh but, see i kind
1: of like odell this year i think uh, it's a contract year he's been hurt i think he he's got a little bit of something to prove and last year when he was playing it he was getting pretty open or yeah, yeah, he was getting open pretty often. It's Baker and him weren't connecting, so I just feel like there's some untapped. Right. There's some untapped there with Odell.
0: So to your point about them not connecting, now Odell has not been able to play much or practice with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so I, it might I, be I, much of the same. Uh, you know, we go. He's been there a couple years, and the rhetoric has been they're not connecting. And now he gets hurt, misses all off season. They're going to connect. They could, right? This is a universe where weird things happen. but what are we banking on here? like like we're, and you're also going to pay pretty decently for him. So they're just better options in my opinion at where he's you know where he's currently going in drafts. so his ADP as they say. Um, so I, you know I, I that's really where I like um just kind of staying away from him let other people take him I have no problem taking Landry no problem taking Hunt Chubb I you do love
1: Landry you've been on the Landry wagon here for a couple weeks
0: I almost besides Larry Fitzgerald I don't think anyone uh I've been with Landry for a long time I don't think anyone has surer hands like his hands are just if the ball's thrown to him he's going to catch it he's not going to fumble he's going to do very well with with you know, not dropping the ball. He's always in, like, the top five players and not dropping the ball. He just doesn't get talked about because he's surrounded by Odell Beckham and Nick Chubb and and Kareem Hunt, uh, and he's been in Cleveland. uh, And, you know, before that, Miami. So that's just where I have him. Uh, Let's touch on Cincinnati real quick. I'm going to be honest. I don't really see – I'm letting everyone else fall into the hype again of Cincinnati. So as as you can tell already, one of my strategies is to not buy the hype. I don't buy the hype ever. I just don't. I stick to running the ball and playing defense. Does that mean some years I miss out on some of those great players? Yeah, but I'm not taking five swings to hit a home run. Um, I don't mind laying down a sacrifice bunt to get the runner over. I don't remember. I don't have a problem laying out the sacrifice fly to get a run in. Um, I, I am not going to just sit there and say I'm not participating in playing. And that's and 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 until I hit a grand slam, I'm just not doing it. I don't like the idea of buying into hype, especially when I've got, you know decades of of being able to look at it and understand it so i'm not taking anyone on cincinnati i'm letting everyone else have their pieces of cincinnati and i'm going to take other players uh for franchises and organizations that have shown the ability to score put up points and defend themselves um there's the, the the oft injured cincinnati Bengals. anybody on there you like
1: i like t higgins I think that they're – I mean, if they're as bad as we both think that they're going to be, that means they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And so I, I like T. Higgins to just soak up some targets. It could be garbage time. You know, it might not be relevant in real life, wins and losses football. Uh, but in fantasy, garbage time can be the best time. So I like T. Higgins. I think he's going to eat. He's definitely going to see a good volume. And so uh, I, that's the only guy on this roster that I – would even consider putting on my team i mean if if you're playing a dynasty a longer format jamar chase obviously you got to look at him uh tyler boyd is a pretty consistent player but uh, i feel like that tyler boyd if you want that guy that's going to give you 12 every week then tyler Boyd's your guy but i like i like the guy that can give me 12 but the potential for 30 you know that's that's the kind of players that i like drafting uh and i think t higgins is going to be that guy for this team this year
0: a lot of people get caught up on the Joe Mixon hype every fucking year. Uh, nope, you're not going to catch me in it. that hype. I just want to read off some stats for all the Joe Mixon fans. Joe Mixon has uh, played in the NFL for four years, drafted in 2017, uh, traded to Cincinnati from Minnesota. Um, and when he got there, you know, 600 yards looks great. Uh, 2018, he rushes for 1,000 yards. Well, not rushes for 1,000 yards. 1,000, yeah, rushes 1,100 yards. Uh, 2019, 1,100 yards, which is fine. Uh, He doesn't catch the ball really that much either. Uh, If you're not in a PPR, I'm not really a fan in these years. And then last year, he only played six games. Uh, So in all these years for Joe Mixon, we are looking at someone who um, does not have uh in my opinion a a plus grade he is only completed every game once in these four years running backs really don't age well signed to a big deal i i I just think there's a lot of hype around Mixon as always and a lot of times he's either not in the game or he's just not going to produce what you're wanting him to especially on a bad offense
1: you know every year those those fantasy players where you almost never have a chance to even draft them just because where you end up in the draft like you, it's just not a possibility for you to get yeah. them on your team. Yep. In a lot of cases for those kind of like like a Dalvin Cook. I've always wanted Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team, but I've never been able to actually get Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team. And every year I look at the Dalvin Cook owner like damn, I wish that was me. I never feel that way about Joe Mixon. Never never i've never once looked at the joe mixon team and going damn i wish that was my team like yeah. it never happens
0: <laughs> just uh, not a big fan over here either uh let's slide into another division um your division the afc south uh interesting things about the afc south this is my only division where I've got two teams that I want absolutely no part of in any way, shape, or form. You cannot catch me sniffing around Indianapolis, and you're not going to catch me sniffing around Houston. Uh, let's start with those two teams. What's salvageable?
1: First off, I don't know if you saw the news, but Indy lost their starting yeah. left tackle for the oh, year yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, so the one person on their team that I have some interest in is Jonathan Taylor, their stud running back. I don't know how good I feel about it because Quentin Nelson's coming off of foot surgery. The left tackle's gone for the year. I don't know how great I feel about the Colts' ability to open up holes for the running game. And uh, again, Jonathan Taylor is the only player on that roster that I want on my team personally. Yeah, and you don't have to spend a, a first or a second to get Taylor. So even yeah, that is pass. a little shaky.
0: Pass. It's just like. Like, a big strategy for me is going, so there are two things that I think are true. One, the draft matters, but the draft is more about not shooting yourself in the foot. The How you navigate free agency really makes or breaks your team. But my problem is that if you take someone like Jonathan Taylor on an offense that's now without its left guard, let, let's just look at the, what the Colts are right now. T. Y. Hilton is out with a neck or head injury that is undisclosed. We have no idea how many weeks he's going to be out, but they're saying he's going to be out weeks. Your left tackle is gone. Your Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame like uh, streaking Garden Quentin Nelson is out with a foot injury. Probably not going to get better as we play football on a foot injury in the line where they get stepped on. Your quarterback Carson Wentz, he is also banged up and has not taken reps in a while. And you're going to rely on Pittman to catch passes, and then Jonathan Taylor to run the ball. Your defense is good, not great. You have, uh, you know, you have a head coach that has been known for taking risks, but not really with Philip Rivers last year. So I don't know what we're going to get this year. Everything's going wrong for Indy at the wrong time here. This could just be a snake bitten year. I'm not taking Jonathan Taylor in the first three rounds on an offense where everyone knows what they're going to try to do early. I'm just going to let someone else make that mistake again. I'm just not going to step into that pitfall.
1: Right. Even if you want to pretend that the O-line issues aren't issues, they still have Naheem Hines. They still have Marlon Mack coming back from injury. So on top of the shaky line, on top of the shaky quarterback play, that's a competitive running back room. So I just wouldn't feel great about spending my first-round pick on Taylor.
0: Yep and to same thing for Jacksonville who do you want you know someone's got to catch passes i think cook's still there so he might be an option there their running back room has like 6 people in it i don't really know i think their offensive line could be okay on the left side but i don't think it's going to be anything else anywhere the defense is going to be a sieve so they're going to have to be passing i don't want any part of jackson unless i can get uh like cooks and a wide receiver maybe that's just going to pick up junk yards but do you uh, mean not uh, jackson houston houston. houston houston? yeah, yeah, yeah texans, okay. texans texans sections yeah so i'm out on them as well for, i just look at a disaster uh like some salvageable parts obviously for yards but i mean if this team scores like 20 total touchdowns this year that wouldn't surprise me
1: no I want zero parts of the Texans this year at any position. I'm good. Uh, I know Philip Lindsay's getting some buzz as the starting running back over there, but I am I'm good. I'm good on this whole roster. If you're playing a dynasty, longer format, uh, I think Nico Collins is a guy to look at. He's a big rookie that they just traded up to draft uh, in this just past draft. I think he's a 6'4", something like that. Yeah. scored a big touchdown uh, last night in their preseason game. I just think if, if you're playing a dynasty format, take a look at Nico Collins. Because this time next year, the Texans might be playing with a top three pick at quarterback. In which case, you do kind of want to take a look at what they got over there. But other than that, no. I, for, for redraft purposes, want no Texans on my roster.
0: Uh, Here's another thing to keep in mind. This is kind of grimy, but if you are in a dynasty league where you get to keep onto your players for years and years and years, end of the draft comes around, it's your turn to pick. Take Deshaun Watson.
1: Yes yes hey look man if you do that I, to I'm me not tonight, here to I will def-
0: shoot you in the head
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he's gonna be there in the late rounds but maybe mid-rounds oh. he's gonna he's, he's gonna go mid-rounds look I, yeah. I don't know what he's got going on in his personal life uh I'm gonna let the courts you know figure that part out but if if the worst case scenario is that he's gonna miss one season then in a dynasty format, you're you're fucking striking gold if you're picking Deshaun in the sixth, seventh, eighth round. As yeah, cold. the
0: other side of it is he never plays again. But yeah, you know, that's, that's worth it if you can get it late. I I actually think he's going to go even later than that in dynasty. I think there's a lot of good young quarterbacks. Like right now, Deshaun Watson would be great. But there's we just drafted five rookies. Like do I do you take Deshaun Watson before you take someone like where are I'm you taking, taking Fields Watson? before I take Watson? Okay, then you're taking Trey Lance, where you take Watson as well?
1: Yeah, most likely. If Watson so, didn't have any legal trouble, then obviously I'm taking Watson above all of them. But right, given right. the legal trouble, yeah, yeah, I'm taking them both over Watson.
0: So one thing you're going to see in Dynasty Leagues is Watson isn't going to go at all. Because, look, if you're in a Dynasty League, we just drafted five quarterbacks, right? Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach uh, Wilson. Um, who's the one I'm missing? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, duh, jeez, Trevor that was Jones, yeah. crazy. Um, so you know, you'd rather have almost any one of those before you took a shot on Watson because his unknown future. I do believe, and that and that's like you know that means like you're taking the twenty some some of those players are going to go in the late 20s in terms of total quarterback taken so I, I think that watson is going to slip through almost every single draft but if you do have a spot for him go ahead and take him remember if he ends up on a commissioners exempt he's going to come off your roster anyway another little trick here is ntn and dobbins who we've always already covered go ahead and stash them they're going to go on ir take him with your last pick of your draft they're going to go on ir so they're not even going to count against your bench so you can get them in a dynasty league and just take them. It is a great little strategy just to, to, to take them real late and then go, hey, I'll take a flyer on them. I know they're going to be part of the offense whenever they're back, and I can just stash them. So just those three players right now I'm looking at going, you can stash all these. Um, I want to do one, two stops in this division real quick, and then let's uh, flip over to the west. Tennessee, any sneaky players? This is in your backyard.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, if you pick Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derek Henry, or Ryan Tannehill, I think you're going to be in good shape this season. As long yep. as they stay healthy, this offense has been a top-five offense for like two years now. It's not even just last year. So I expect them to keep on rolling. Uh, Julio yeah. Jones is probably the one that you could get the best value on. I think people are kind of letting Julio drop a little bit. Maybe they think he's, he's too old, and now he's on an offense that ranks towards the bottom of the league in past attempts, to be fair. Uh, but I think that Julio's is going to be efficient, just like A.J. Brown, super efficient. A.J. Brown doesn't dominate the league in targets, but he's among the best fantasy receivers because he's very efficient when he does get targeted. I think Julio Jones and A.J. are both going to be league winners this year. Uh, I
0: think that A.J. and Julio are both going to be at the top of the rung. I'm t- I, I think Derrick Henry's is the one that's going to have the crazy year out of all of them. I think that what you're going to get out of the other two is, is pretty standard for, you know, Two A plus players, but I don't think anyone on this team that you're not already looking at is going to surprise you, right?
1: No, I think you could get some good value on Tannehill in some leagues. I know in some leagues Tannehill is damn near one of the last quarterbacks taken, uh, sometimes not taken at all. And I, I think leagues. he was a top ten fantasy quarterback last year. Yeah. So
0: if you're not taking Ronnie Tannehill in your league, you must have four people in your league. <laughs> so, just straight up because he's going to have uh, a ton of points. Uh, last team in this division, Jacksonville well, Jackson will have a bad defense and unsure head coach, uh, James Robinson, who we've given out time and time again, is going to get more shares. I do like James Robinson. Uh, look for, I think Carlos Hyde is their backup, so uh, he may be able to get you some goal line carries and things like that if, if you're needing that stingy running back as the season gets a couple weeks in. Just keep an eye on him. I like to tab certain players before the season starts and then keep an eye on them as they go. Uh, See if they and here's another good indicator. Um, Do not look at production when when trying to scout players that may lead to production. Look at snaps. If the player is getting a bunch of snaps, it means they're in the game. So they just need opportunity. Uh, Opportunity plus snaps is how you get to be a contributor. So when you're looking for a player and you're scouting them, look for their snap count. Don't necessarily just go, oh, uh, you know, he only had 34 yards. Well yes, you know, thirty-four yards on, on four you know, on four or five plays between passing and catching, but he was on the field for fifty percent of the offensive plays. That's what I would look for. So look for snaps. As far as the rest of Jacksonville goes, I don't know who Trevor's gonna end up sinking with. I'm currently watching the Jacksonville Dallas uh, preseason game. He basically took two drives. Uh, one of them he threw to Chenault the entire time. The other time he dished it around. So I th- Chenault's the guy be, that I'm excited
1: about this year.
0: That's who I'm looking at.
1: Right. That's right. who I've been taking. DJ Chark is more of a deep threat, and so once they get their line figured out and all of that, then I think that DJ Chark is going to be a valuable fantasy player. But. As long as Trevor's is running for his life back there and having to get the ball off quick, LaVisca, is—he's like the jack of all trades within yep. ten yards. You know, like he's got everything in his bag in that short area. And so I think, like you say, he he fed Chennault on the first drive of the game. I expect to see a lot of that. Uh,
0: nothing else I see for Jackson. I want to see it before I dive into it. Uh, moving over to the AFC West, last AFC team. Teddy Two Gloves wins the Denver job. I'm just going to go through the obvious here. Teddy Two Gloves wins the Denver job. Patrick Mahomes will be a top wide receiver. Kelsey Hill will be fantastic. In Las Vegas, they all have an offense that puts up yards, but Derek Carr is yeah and then you have the Chargers which I have some things on the Chargers I really like so we'll save them Mike Williams who is always a good option when he's on the field cannot stay on the field already hurt and then Keenan Allen who is completely underrated in terms of his skills a great wide receiver but let's rewind all the way back to the top and talk about Denver Broncos anything they're specifically looking at they get Cortland Sutton back from injury they have Jerry Judy what else
1: uh, the question that I have about Denver is who benefits more from having Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback is it Judy or is it Sutton it's because I feel like one of them's got one of them's got to benefit a little more and I know that the defense will be helped by it because Teddy <laughs> won't turn the ball over like that yes. but I'm saying Teddy Teddy likes those short intermediate routes so I'm guessing that that helps Judy a little more than it helps uh, Sutton out Yep, And so I'm just going to be watching that early in the season to see which one of them two is the one that sticks out a little bit. But I don't really want any parts of this offense. Uh, I'm good. I know Sutton has got high potential. Judy's got high potential. But uh, I think I'm going to pass on the Broncos in general this year.
0: I'm going to eat up all the Jerry Judy stock I can as a PPR league. I think he is set for a huge year. I like Melvin Gordon a little bit, but I like Javante Williams more than the rest of them. I think Javante Williams is going to turn out to be the bell cow by the end of the year. Um, And he is going to, in my opinion, he is going to be someone that overtakes Melvin Gordon around game five or six. His town is just going to be what they're looking for they're going to look to bruise people down run down the ball down your throat play great defense especially with uh, a defensive minded coach and Fangio uh, Fangio so this is a, <laughs> th- this is an opportunity I'm looking for them to 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 make with Javante Williams he'll be someone I am scalping in almost every single one of my leagues what do you think about Noah Fant um, Noah Fant is the same guy he is every single fucking year where everyone goes what do you think about Noah Fant <laughs> Right? Like, that's no offense. Affa- There's a couple players we'll get to, and people go, you know, another one we already passed in New England's Hunter Henry. Fantastic when he's on the field. Can never stay on the field. He's one of those players that you just go, what do you think about Hunter Henry this year? And I go, same fucking thing I think every year. I mean, the same fucking thing. If this guy stays healthy, he could be pretty good if the offense is going to pass the ball. If they want to run and control the ball and they need someone in to block, I don't like him. So, you know, it's, it's kind of where I'm at here. in same bucket. Um Next team in this division, Kansas City. Uh, okay, here's where I'm at. I'm going to call this out now so everyone can understand it. I have, I'm have i on the cusp of putting New England in charge of the AFC East. I'm on the cusp of putting the LA Chargers over the AFC West.
1: Whoa. That's Whoa spicy. Is right.
0: That's spicy. Whoa is right. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have the third most talented roster in this division. Oh, Whoa okay if you remove the quarterbacks from these teams you would take denver or la before you took kansas city and i don't think it's really close
1: i would definitely probably take la but i don't know about denver i think you like them more than i do
0: i love denver's defense i love well i I mean you're talking about weapons you've got Cortland sutton jerry judy melvin gordon tyree kill kelsey both better then both of those guys, that's clear. They don't have a running back though. I do not like Clyde edwards hilaire I was a stay away last year. Guess what? Stay away this year. Uh, the biggest. I'm not alarm- crazy
1: about Clyde Edwards, but I think he's at least on in the same conversation as Melvin Gordon right now, at least. I I take Gordon. Um, I, I I here's the other thing. Once you get
0: past those pieces that I called out for Kansas City's, uh, you know, talent, Denver almost beats them across the board universally the rest of the way out. Uh, Tyron Matthew will edge it out, but people are sleeping hard on this Denver defense, which almost took it to Kansas City last year. I think now Patrick Mahomes is a huge jump up from Teddy Two Gloves, and that's why Kansas City will beat Denver. But this Denver team has an unbelievable amount of talent on it, and I think people are sleeping on Denver, and we'll get to the Chargers. Um, they, They already have my MVP for this year. Uh, but Kansas City, I don't really see anything special here. I'm staying away from the number two in Kansas City. It's been like three or four years now where they've been trying to find a number two uh, wide receiver. Here's a little trick the number two wide receiver is Travis Kelsey. So uh, <laughs> that's the truth. You're looking at a number three on that team. Miko Hardman, someone that's fine. I think Miko Hardman's going to be tough to play because you're not going to be able to figure out when he's going to have a good game or not.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I like Miko Hardman, like in theory. But in practice, yep. I, I don't know if I like it as much. Yep. Um I don't have anything else with Kansas City. Moving nah, to the I think great, Kansas yep. City's pretty straightforward, man. It's Hill Mahomes, it's Kelsey, and then get the hell out of there.
0: Get out of there. Um Las Vegas. This is gonna be an interesting interesting team. They've got John Brown and Henry Ruggs. They've got Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. They've got Derek Carr, who's probably going to throw for 38 to 4,200 yards because the offense does put up yards. Who's getting the ball besides Waller consistently? This could be an unbelievably maddening team to have any part of in fantasy. Besides Josh Jacobs, who I like a lot, but then they added Kenyon Drake to take carries away. So this is a fucking unbelievable Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde fantasy team. Uh, at what Help me make sense of it.
1: I don't know. You called out a couple of weeks ago that your favorite receiver on this team, I thought, was Brian Edwards. Are you, are you backing off the Brian Edwards hype, or is that just not a fantasy type of hype?
0: It's just uh, now that I look at their whole team and I've had a little more time to separate from it, I I did like him, and now I'm like, man, they just... It's a crowded room that's going to be, you know, rugs of John Brown are interchangeable. Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro, they're going to run them kind of interchangeably, and then you're going to have Waller. I'm like, I don't know what to make of this anymore. With Josh Jacobs, I used to be able to, you know, last year or so, I took him late because he was always a big producer. Uh, now they're adding Kenyon Drake for the life of me. I can't figure out that move. And I can't make heads or tails of who's going to get the fucking ball on this team.
1: Not only did they get Kenyon Drake, but they paid him a couple million dollars. It's not like that was a minimum deal. And that kind of confused no. me, too. Like, you paid Kenyon Drake, so well, what's going on here? What is going on here? That's my whole point.
0: I have no clue. Um, any fantasy headway here? Look, I I'd kind of put these people in a boat going, don't overpay for him. If you can steal one of their their offensive wide receivers late, go for it. But if not, just let the chips fall. We have no clue who's going to get the ball here besides Waller.
1: Yeah, Waller is the guy that I'd be targeting early in my draft. And then other than Waller, I'm probably staying away from the Raiders.
0: Uh, Last team in this division, uh, the L.A. Chargers. And then we'll pick it up a little bit as we tail into the NFC. LA Chargers already have my MVP vote so far. I may add another, but I have Justin Herbert at uh, twenty-two to one. So I think that this is the. I'm leaning more and more towards them winning the AFC West. Uh, they have a. They have. They're going to be a really good defense. They've got weapons everywhere. I've got a late, late sleep, sleep sleeper that you just keep an eye on. Don't draft yet, Josh Palmer. I really like him. Big old body. Uh, reminds me of a, You know not quite the same build but uh someone that's like an anquan bold nowhere near as talented you know at right now but someone that's under the radar coming in big body can catch the ball has great hands understands the offense just finds himself open in the preseason i'm really high on him so i'm just keeping an eye on him this year but someone to kind of tab anything standing out for you on the chargers
1: Keenan Allen like you said before he's one of the most underrated receivers in the league but he's also one of the most underrated receivers in fantasy football he spent most of last year as a top 10 wide receiver I mean he missed a couple games at the end and that ended up dropping him down in the ranks a little bit but for the majority of the season last year he was a top 10 guy I think there's a narrative around him that he's always hurt and it's probably a bad time to bring up that narrative because he did get hurt last year, but for the most part, he hasn't missed that many games over the last like three years. And so I think that people sleep on Keenan Allen. And if you love Justin Herbert, the way we do, that means you got to really love Keenan Allen. Cause he's the guy.
0: Uh, here's a little sneaky thing. Jared cook is there for the tight end. Uh, Jared cook has always been someone that, that you look at and you go, Oh, there should be points there. Um, they have a guy named behind him McDonald Parnham, Parnum who is injured right now. Uh, but he has been pushing Jared Cook and may overtake him during the season. Just, you know, tight ends are somewhere people find themselves uh, skimpy on towards the end of the year. Just give it a look. Someone you could maybe pick up. Um, any AFC parting thoughts before we fly through the NFC? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, we'll kind of set the same tone here in the NFC as we go through. I'll call out the, the usuals. And if we have any suspects we want to dive through, we will NFC. Let's start in the East. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tee this up with two teams that I'm just staying away from entirely Philadelphia and the New York giants. There's plenty of football players on every other team. I'm not touching any part of those two offenses. I'm not touching any part of those two defenses. Do you feel differently?
1: Uh, I mean, if, if we're going to ignore Saquon Barkley, then yeah, I'm pretty much with you.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, taking Saquon Barkley, especially where he's going coming off a leg injury. I don't know what that offense is going to be. This, again, is falling into two teams where I go, yep, there are some stats here you could get. You know what I'm going to do? These are the teams that I put in my waiver wire, and I start to look at which bad teams start to have some player that develops into being that guy on the team. Keep them there. I'm not going to bite on any of the big fish. There's other fish out there I'd rather pull into my boat. Um, speaking of other fish, the Washington football team, I like almost every single part of this offense. Uh, I think there are going to be points. I think that uh, as long as you're in a league where interceptions don't hurt you that much, I think Fitzpatrick's going to have weeks where he goes absolutely incredible. Um, I love F1, Scary Mater- uh, scary Clary, uh, the chlorine. I love Antonio Gibson. Uh, J.D. McKissick catches balls out of the backfield, too. Uh, they've got Curtis Samuel sitting there also behind Terry McLaurin. Uh, this is a team I like. Adam Humphreys is there. You know him. He spent time in Tennessee. This is a team I like. i uh, take Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin. I think they should both be going higher than they are.
1: So let me ask you this because I think that this division is pretty straightforward. I think everyone knows what's going on. You know, in Dallas especially, uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but it's Cooper, it's Lamb. The running backs in this division is where what I think is the interesting discussion. What would you rank this division in terms of fantasy running backs one to four? We got Gibson, Barkley, uh, Sanders, and Zeke. How would you rank them one through four? Give them to me again. Uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, Zeke Elliott, Miles Sanders, and Antonio Gibson. Um, I like Gibson
0: at the top. I think he's going to have a great year. I like Ooh. Zeke a lot. Zeke fumbles a fuck. Above fan. Zeke? Yeah, I just. Zeke fumbles a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Uh, he was almost unplayable at times last year because he was so. Actually, he got benched. He fumbled so much. So. Uh, will that be a mistake? Sure, but I think Dallas's defense is going to be terrible, and I think that they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up, and I think Zeke's going to get lost in that shuffle. Uh, I don't like the way he fumbles. I, I really think Washington in general is flying under the radar here, uh, and again, I'm just not buying the hype on the Dallas front, and, and we can cut through that right now. Um, there's a lot of mouths to fucking feed in Dallas.
1: Who's going to get the short end of the stick? Michael Gallup cd lamb is gonna get his amari cooper is gonna get his uh they have to run the ball at some point so i'm assuming zeke is gonna get his fair share michael gallup yep. is the one that i think is gonna be the odd man out just because there's only so many pass attempts i mean yep. we say that but actually last year dak was throwing the ball 50 times a game just because that defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. So. Maybe he can support three wide receivers, but if I had to guess, Michael Gallup's going to be the guy that's sitting on your bench at the end of the year.
0: So I think Gallup could still be in for an 800 yard season. So just like when we're talking about like, uh, you know, Philadelphia and New York Giants, uh, like receivers, I'd just rather take Gallup. Like, and maybe Gallup gets traded somewhere because they're like, we need to shore up the defense and we got to make a move. So. Gallup's a good player to take who definitely can have a 1,000-yard seasons, can play really well, and in that offense can thrive, and you can get him for cheap and late. So uh, to your point, I I think that everyone can eat there, and I'd rather have some part of that offense than any part of Philly or the Giants.
1: This has nothing to do with fantasy, but I don't know why the Ravens haven't called uh, Dallas and offered a fourth or a fifth for Gallup.
0: Yeah, because the Ravens have already invested, like, a fuckload in the wide receiving crew and they kind of needed to work with what they have before they go back to the old method of getting Derek Mason and Quan Bold and Steve Smith. So before we turn back into that again, uh, I think they're giving it one more go or else you're going to see what, you know, we just talked about. They're going to go out and be like a Michael Gallup fifth rounder. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what comes of that. Um, right. I really like vision.
1: No, I, I like the entire Dallas offense, to be honest. Like, I don't yep. think you can go wrong with any of their starters um, and I don't really like anyone on the Giants. That's pretty much summing up my thought. Don't pick a Eagles receiver if you want to win.
0: Whew, yeah, I mean they just trade for Minshew, so they have Minshew, Flacco, and uh, Hertz. You are sending all kinds of weird signals to your entire team. Good luck, uh, New uh, New York North. I almost fucking said uh, NFC North. Justin Fields is not starting in Chicago because that offensive line is so fucking bad that they'd rather get Andy Dalton killed uh, than Fields. <laughs> I I do like. Um, i like montgomery i like jefferson i do like fields if you can get him late but with that offensive line i don't even know man it's going to be tough there for fields
1: yeah no man I, the only i mean i like montgomery uh, uh david montgomery is a decent bag to have on your team but really the only interest i have on the bears is going to be Allen robinson somehow Allen robinson produces no matter what his situation is his quarterbacks yep. have been blake bortles it's been nick Foles, mitch trubisky mm. somehow mm. he's still a top 12 wide receiver every year so i expect yep. that to continue other than that though i'm pretty good on on chicago at least until fields can be back there because even if the offensive line isn't great he can at least move around a little bit as long as Dalton's the starter though that's going to be ugly
0: Minnesota, for me, doesn't have anyone I'm really looking at besides the usual suspects. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, anybody you're looking at there. I think they'll have a better defense this year, so it'll help their team overall, but nothing spectacular. Uh, Detroit, I would say that they don't have anything, um, but that would be lying. They have less than that. Uh, Jared Goff <laughs> is their quarterback. Their running backs are DeAndre Swift, who is questionable for Week One. Behind him, Jamal Williams, uh, who used to be—I believe—he used to be in Green Bay. Yeah, um, he is expected to have a bigger role. We'll see what happens there. Not really touching that. Their wide receivers, starting wide receiver number one on the list is Tyrell Williams. Yikes. Number two is Brashad Perryman. Woof. After him is a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, tight end TJ Hawkinson could be someone that gets yards. He's already hurt, though. No idea. Stay away from me. Last team in this division, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Williams. I like their running backs. Um, they just traded for, uh, what's that fucking guy's name that they said? Randall Cobb. Uh, Randall Cobb. I am not buying that. I do like Robert Tunyon, someone that could step it up. Yeah, there. So I like Tunyon. That was my Those sleeper. Don't... You stole him. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Those are. I think that with Aaron Rodgers, you take all the starters: Rodgers, Jones, Adams, Tunyon.
1: Yeah, no, I got nothing to add there. Tunyon is the guy that I think is going under the radar a little bit. I think he was like the number four tight end in fantasy last year, and nobody even mentioned his name. Yeah. he just—I so, think people think because he caught so many touchdowns last year, there's no way he can do it again. Except he still has Aaron Rodgers, so why can't he do that again? <laughs>
0: except nothing changed, right? right? Like, except nothing changed. Um, so yeah I like that maybe someone like Valdez Scanling you could stash in case Devontae Adams gets hurt Uh, next division NFC South famous Jameis Winston 30 for 30 steal the crab legs eat the W he takes the starting role uh, in New Orleans what does that mean for you in a team that has no wide receivers with Michael Thomas out
1: for an indefinite amount of time I think it's Marquez Calloway season, baby. If anyone watched that last preseason game that they played, look, I'm not going to pretend that I've been on the Marquez Calloway bandwagon this whole offseason. Yeah. I have seen a lot of hype, like, b- way before this preseason game where he caught two touchdowns. I've been seeing his name a lot. Sean Payton loves Marquez Calloway. Uh, uh, Jameis Winston thinks Calloway can be a superstar. And so I've, I've seen all these reports, but I just brush them off, like, whatever. You know, I'm not worried about it. But then I see him and Jameis hook up. Five times in the first quarter of that preseason game, and I say, yeah. okay, Jameis is throwing 300 yards. That yeah. that's given. He's throwing 300, so he's got to throw him to someone, right? So I, I like Marquez Callaway at least to start the season, and obviously Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's Alvin Kamara.
0: Yep, I have nothing more to add, really. Jameis Winston's going to put the ball up. That's the way it's going to be. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think, is pretty, pretty much where it was last year. I will say this: I think Antonio Brown, give me another year of him, adds some value. But yet, Tampa Bay, right outside, literally your front door. So, what do you got with them this year?
1: You want anyone that catches passes on the Bucs and you don't want yep. anyone who runs the ball on the Bucs. That's my takeaway. <laughs> I, I agree. Mean, I, I really like Ronald Jones, but it just feels like Bruce Arians doesn't. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and ignore him. Uh, uh, all the pass catchers though are going to be valuable, especially AB.
0: Something about Ronald Jones makes Tom Brady not like him either because if Tom Brady wanted him on the field and Arians didn't, well, Antonio Brown's on the roster. So You know, that's all you need to know about that situation. Ronald Jones isn't like by time. Who was the running back all through the playoffs? Leonard Fournette. There was a reason for that. Do not take Ronald Jones, do not get sucked up into the hype i'm not getting sucked up into the tight end hype of oj howard and cameron bright no thank you i'm not taking gronk either i think he'll be mainly a blocker you don't need pass catchers on a team with mike evans chris godwin antonio brown you do not need anything else you do not need your tight ends do anything but block keep tom brady upright and let those three run around occasionally someone like scott miller Leonard Fournette out of the backfield ronald jones tom brady team is what it is uh, at, uh i'm going to save atlanta for last because i got a little bit of juice there carolina
1: no. Anything here? No. So I'm
0: I'm not really a fan of anything in Carolina. Uh there have been some rumors that that's where Deshaun Watson could end up maybe um. Something keep an eye on. I do not like Sam Walk, Sam Darnold up there. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore are worth a look though. I don't think they're complete stairways. I think they can both be productive. Uh, let's fly down now to. eight I mean, peace it, up.
1: I, I think we at least have to say Christian McCaffrey's name. He's probably going to be the number mm-hmm. one overall pick in right, almost right, every true. fantasy draft. Uh, so if you got the number one pick, matter of fact, let's ignore number one. If you're at number three or four and McCaffrey's there for some reason, hit the draft button. That, that's all the analysis yeah. I got.
0: Um, Atlanta, last team in this division here. Now, Atlanta picks up your guy, your offensive quarterback. Uh, Arthur. Uh, coordinator, Arthur. Now, you guys had the number one red zone offense since he's really been there. The last offense that we joke about all the time, not always last statistically, but in our hearts and minds, is Atlanta. So, I think you're going to see a uptick. In red zone touchdowns for Atlanta, it's a shame that Matt Ryan I think is going to fall off a little bit, but the I I think the running back room keep an eye out because the, whoever catches passes is probably going to have more opportunity. Calvin Ridley is going to get more touches. Kyle Pitts is going to I think going to be someone who has a thousand plus yards. Uh, their number two on their thing, Russell Gage, just. Keep an eye out on him to see if he can emerge as that number two. Atlanta has done a good job and has a pretty good track record of drafting wide receivers. Uh, this isn't a, uh, like a newcomer or a rookie or anything, so he's coming off his second year. But uh, I think that—oh, no, fourth year? He's on his fourth year. So someone that maybe could step up a little bit in that void and catch passes. But I want to say keep an eye on the touchdowns in Atlanta. I think they could go up.
1: What do you think about Kyle Pitts? Is Kyle Pitts worth an early pick? Is yes. he worth a mid round pick? Where, where where are you taking Kyle Pitts? Are you will you risk um, it all for
0: Kyle Pitts? No, no, but I think that you're gonna look at I here's where I see Kyle Pitts at the end of the year. Thousand yards, eighty receptions. Nine touchdowns. Okay,
1: so you got him being a fucking beast, then.
0: <laughs> I got him being a beast. I think that that's where all the voids going to go. I don't have this like. I don't think a, like that's a great year, but I don't think that's going to be better than Kelsey. I don't really think it's going to be better than um, Kittle. You know, uh, Kittle. I don't think it's. I think he's going to be right up there with Mark Andrews.
1: Okay, that's all what right. I have. Him. I mean, More I'm not mad at that uh, Andrews. Here. Yeah. So, that's, so my that's only. My only pushback on what you gave uh, about the Falcons be- being a better red zone offense is just the fact that the Falcons don't have Derrick Henry. Uh, I think a yes. lot of a lot of the the Titans' red zone offense over the last two years it hasn't all been hand the ball to Henry and let him score, but it's play action to Henry, it's yep. handed to Henry, it's sometimes Henry Wildcat. And they don't have the offensive line. I mean, Mike Davis is a talented guy, but they don't have the offensive line to do the same things. So I'm, I, I'm a little lukewarm on Atlanta this year. But I think once they have a year or two to get the offensive line right and figure stuff out, I think they'll be dangerous. I just don't really like them this year.
0: Uptick, we'll see. Uh, last team in this last division here in football, NFC West. Um, I'll start in Seattle real quick, because I think this is pretty much flow and go. Uh, you're going to take the wide receiving room and Russell West, West Westbrook, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Um, NBA season coming soon. NBA season coming soon, where if Rondo signs with the Lakers, him and Westbrook are going to try to kill each other like 14 times. Um, the only thing I'm going to call out is this. They have a third string running back on their team named Alex Collins, who's a former Raven. Rashad Penny and Chris Carson both do not stay healthy and aren't really dynamic. Keep an eye on Alex Collins to see your goes tab him, see what happens. But besides that, uh, Will Disley was someone who popped up last year. Uh, we'll see if that keeps going. They bring in Gerald Everett, so the tight end room could yield some points for you. Uh, the offensive line is already banged up, and everything else is pretty straightforward with Seattle. Any thoughts on
1: them? No, I keep hearing rumors that they're going to be more run or pass heavy this year, so it just supports what you're saying. You want Lockett, you want Metcalf. Uh, and you want Russ. San Francisco. What do you think and take us through it? San Francisco is a team that I think is more interesting in a dynasty format than in a one year redraft format. Because on in the long term, I really like Trey Lance. I really like Debo Samuel. I like Trey Sermon. I like Brandon Ayuk. I think Ayuk might be a star. Obviously Kittle. We don't even have to talk about Kittle. Yeah. Got but it. these are all guys that I think are gonna be stars in the next two three years you know When when it comes down to just this season I'm not really a huge fan of any of the options in San Francisco if I can get Ayuk in the mid-round area uh, I would love Ayuk and even Debo in the late mid-round area uh, but there I'm not rushing to go get them you know they're not guys that I, I'm mad if I get sniped on them not this year yeah,
0: I'm I'm just kind of gonna let this go a little bit and try to get Trey Lance late if I can. Um, Arizona, Arizona is so fucking weird to me. I think they have the worst coach in this division. And I think that's a problem. Uh, and I think they're outflanked in both positions by the other teams. I, I like James Conner as kind of a, a secondary guy who could end up with 800 total yards this year. Do Chase you? Edmonds. Can we stop there? Yeah. Because that's the question yeah. I was
1: going to ask. Is it James, yeah, James Conner or Chase Edmonds? Because I like Edmonds. I'm on that side of it, but I've seen a okay. lot of the Conner side of it as well. Just walk me through what you're thinking there. I watched
0: him in Pittsburgh pretty closely. He is a no-nonsense running back. No fluff, no thrills either. He's not going to bout burn you. He, he knows how to hit the hole. He knows how to read. Um, he knows how to read gaps in the line. So when you're running the ball, you need to look at – you need to kind of – it's a weird thing you have to know where the hole is going to be and hit it as it's opening. Um, And that often means that a player can look and it looks like it's closed, but you know, the way the scheme is it'll open up in another half second. I think James Conner can do that. I don't think he's anything special can make people miss. I think he's a pretty straightforward runner who often deals with injuries. I think he is someone who could be a contributor He had 700 yards last year. I think you can find him right around that this year. I just think it's going to split between him and Chase Edmonds because I don't see anything in there that I'm really, like, happy for.
1: Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I think, uh, I mean, Edmonds in the PPR format, I think he's going to catch a lot of balls. But uh, like you say, I don't think that he's a world beater. And so you might be right. It might just be a split 50-50 type of thing, in which case you probably don't want either of them.
0: Yeah, they have, uh, you know, after that, you can look at their wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins. I am not touching A.J. Green. I don't even understand why we're bringing him up.
1: I think AJ guy reads, really hes like a lottery ticket, you know. Like you take him with your last pick or second to last pick and just see. But with a real pick, of value, that. no, I'm not touching that.
0: I mean, twenty, just twenty, eighteen, nineteen. He, this guy is not playing. Like, <laughs> like he's not getting healthy years. He's not getting through the seasons. I just do not understand. Um, any hype around him so i like hopkins a lot i don't like aj green i see nobody in the tight end room that i would take uh right now they haven't even determined who their left guard's going to be might be sean harlow we'll see i am just not a big fan of that um any sleepers you see on arizona before we move to uh, the la rams
1: no with arizona it's kyler it's deandre hopkins and then you probably want to move on
0: yep uh la rams so here's one for you. A fuck ton Give of weapons Give me all over of there. it. <laughs> Give me all of it. Give me every little bit of the Rams. I'll take. Uh. uh well, Henderson. Uh, Henderson's now hurt, so we'll see uh i do not really want sony michelle but i'll give it a run i'll take matthew stafford's i'll take robert woods i'll take cooper cup i'll take tyler higby and then i will kind of see what pops out into the aftermath of the wide receivers they have supported three wide receivers in the past so it's something they could do uh deshaun jackson's on that team but he is injured for the last like six years It's, it's more name candy than anything else Someone else on that team might be able to pop up but
1: I completely forgot that Deshaun everybody. Jackson was on this team If he gets healthy, that, this shit could get scary over there
0: It could if he gets healthy That's what they're going to use him in that uh, You know You, you uh, just need him to run four route.
1: fly routes a, a game That's yes. all yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, We'll see if that happens We'll see if he still has that boost, that speed uh, So Rams really That's where I like I like Matthew Stafford too uh, Anything we missed, Leo?
1: No, I really like Daryl Henderson until the Sony trade. I kind of think that Sony is going to take his star role. Uh, Maybe not star role, but I think Sony ends up with more carries at the end of the year, which just kind of rains all over the Henderson parade. Yeah. Uh, So I'm not that excited about the backfield over there. But like you say, the receiver room is fire.
0: Fire. Uh, Okay. That does it for an NFL Fantasy Roundup. Uh, some things to keep in mind. Let other people make the mistakes. Remember, your draft will not be won today, but it could be lost. So uh, play the free agency. Let other people take the landmines. You don't need to hit home runs. Get people on base. Move them over. Um, any sleepers or call-outs you want before we uh, wrap this thing up? Hmm.
1: Do I have any sleepers? I think that Miko Hardman is someone that people should be taking a look at. And I only say that because all these years, I mean, we know what kind of speed he has. We know what kind of playmaker he could be. And I know that we say it it, that we like him in theory, but it just doesn't happen on the field. But Sammy Watkins is gone now, and he's going to be the outside receiver over there in KC. With as much attention as defense is paid to Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, I just think there's potential for Hardman to be a lot better than where he's drafted. In a lot of cases, he's not even being drafted. I just think he's a a lotto ticket that you might be able to stash on your bench, and maybe you're not going to get starting receiver production, but if you can get flex production out of him, I think that's a win for where he's going.
0: Okay, Uh, take us home.
1: All right, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pick and Play Show. If you couldn't tell, I messed up and recorded this whole podcast on the wrong mic, so I apologize for that. I'll do better next week. On the final off-season episode of the Pick and Play Show, we got a little playoff preview for you. We're going to let you know who we think is going to win each division, what bets that you need to get in before the season starts. And last but certainly not least, make sure that you rate, subscribe, review. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and share with a friend. We're trying to grow this thing as big as possible, and we can't do that without you sharing. So until next week, we'll see you. Top. I've been at the bottom. The devil, my eye, Can't pay me to stop. My God at the top. We gon' praise our way out the grave, dog. Living, speaking, praise God. Walking out the graveyard, back to life.